This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum. This audio is brought to you by muslimcentralmedia.com. Please follow us on social media facebook.com forward slash muslimcentral and twitter.com forward slash muslimcentral. Also check out our other websites, muslimcentraltube.com and muslimcentralimages.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen, nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we thank Him for everything He has given us, and indeed we send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We appreciate the fact that Allah has blessed us to be from amongst the ummah of this noble Prophet, the best of creation, the highest and most honored of all the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The teachings that He has come with have covered every single aspect of our lives. And we are grateful that we have an opportunity to be discussing some of these teachings and to use them as guidelines in order to lead our lives. We also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless the messengers as well as all the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his entire household and may Allah bless every single one of us. My brothers and sisters, normally under the norm and the circumstances that most of us would be facing, towards the peak of our lives, we would be faced with three categories of people. Or we would find three categories of people living either together or very closely together. Firstly, you have parents. Secondly, you have the spouse. And thirdly, you have the children. These are three categories of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept in such a way that each one fulfills his or her role and each one understands that Allah has placed a certain feeling for the other within the heart. Take a look at parents. If Allah decided to create us in a way that we did not know parents or perhaps maybe in a way that some other creatures multiply, how then would the sense of belonging be such that a parent who feels like looking after their own child would actually not even know who their children are. The point I'm raising is, it is a blessing of Allah that He has kept us with those who give birth to us, so that there is an automatic connection between the two, so one feels the need to look after the other, in such a way that later on in life, the other would then feel the need to take care of the former. Amazing. And this is if you have the correct upbringing and if you've lived according to the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even if a person has lived according to nature that is not contaminated, that is known as fitra in the Arabic language, that uncontaminated nature, it would lead you to want to look after those who gave birth to you when you become slightly older and they are aged. Something that is a miracle and a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So... Today we'd like to take a look at these three categories and say for example in the case of most who are already say within the 20s or 30s, what we would consider the peak of your age, 
we would find something very interesting. Very few would be from amongst those who are not married. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant spouses to those who do not have spouses. And may He make those spouses the coolness of their eyes. Remember my brothers and sisters, if you happen to be someone's spouse, fulfill their rights. Do not make life difficult for them. Remember that there is a big responsibility on your shoulders and life does not last forever. Few years. You know, the grains of that hourglass continue to go down and each time a grain goes, it is part of life that has actually gone never to come back. So remember, fulfill their rights. Make sure that you are an asset to your spouse in a way that you can fulfill the entire picture that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept or through His wisdom has actually placed us within. So, if you take a look at those who are not married, for example, and we've already made the dua for them, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them with their spouses, they have a right to fulfill towards their parents. And the parents would have already fulfilled their duty towards these who have now become adults, who were children at one stage. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it in the Quran quite clearly, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِنَّ مِنْ أَزْوَاجِكُمْ وَأَوْلَادِكُمْ عَدُوًّا لَكُمْ فَاحْذَرُوهُمْ In another place in the Quran he says إِنَّمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَأَوْلَادُكُمْ فِتْنَةٌ He says that indeed some of your wealth and your offspring or the wealth that we have bestowed you with and your offspring are a test for you. They are actually a test. And he says, O oh, you who believe, be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be mindful of the fact that from your spouses and your children, there could be those who lead you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hence, there is an enmity of a different nature between the two of you. We need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to constantly make us from those who can look after our children in a way that we do not compromise the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is very tempting. One is the love of Allah, which should be supreme. And the other is the love of your child, which is there definitely, but it does not exceed the love of Allah. So if your child, out of the love of your own child, you would like to do something for that particular child, make sure it is not compromising the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because life is a test. As Allah says, your wealth, your children, a test. Don't fail that test. If you fail the test, what was the point of calling yourself a submitter unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So as much as we love to look after our children, to make them feel the love for us, to protect them in whatever way we can, we need to realize a few matters. One is, try your best. Number two is, do not compromise the law of Allah. Number three is, there will be certain things that you are totally helpless about, which you have to surrender to. Sometimes I want my child to be healthy. May Allah protect us all. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants me to become occupied in looking after the health of the child because He knows in the long run it's better for me. Perhaps that is my door to paradise. So therefore, what He does is He makes the child sick and ill. May Allah protect us all and grant cure to those who are sick and ill. So we don't realize this and then we start doing things that are haram. Sometimes people visit the fortune tellers. Sometimes they visit those who claim to know the unseen and so on. This now we begin to go away. Drift away from Allah because of our love for the child of ours. Not realizing that, you know what? Allah loves that child more than I can ever love the child. 
That is the supreme. That is the basic statement a mu'min believes in. Allah gave you the child. So he loves the child more than you. He knows what is better. He knows where and how the child is. In fact, if he wants, he can cure the child quicker than anyone else. But it's Allah who's kept it in this way. It's a test for you. The same applies to those who do not have offspring sometimes. People are married, they don't have offspring. That for you is your test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He loves you more than you love yourself. You need to know this. If He has given you rules and regulations, they can never ever be to your detriment. If He says, you've got to believe in qadr, qadr meaning predestiny, and you've got to be happy with what I choose for you, it's over. Subhanallah. A mu'min, a true believer, would surrender to the law of Allah. Oh Allah, I really want this. And I beg you for it. But if you're not going to give me, Ya Allah, I'm still happy with your decision. Amazing. Sometimes Allah knows that if He were to give you something, perhaps it might lead you astray. Perhaps there might be a point of greater sadness in the long run, such that you will not be able to handle it. So Allah says, it's easier for you to handle me not having given it to you in the first place. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. This is Allah. And this is why we say, fulfill the rights of one another and understand that you will always be a child. You will always be a person who is someone's child because for you to have come here in this world, Allah chose someone. How do you treat the person? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا Long verses in Surah Al-Isra, where in fact in Surah yes, Al-Isra, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking of how He has declared, a declaration. He has decided that you, O oh man, you will not worship anyone but your maker. Whoever made you, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you worship Him alone. No act of worship is to be rendered to anyone else. And point number two, He says, He has decided and declared, you will be kind to your parents. No matter who they are, they can be mushrik, they can be Muslim, they can be kuffar, they can be Christians, they can be Jews, no matter what they are. Allah has declared, you shall be kind to your parents. We chose them in your direction to come and to be those who are parents of yours. So it's a test for you. Remember, be kind. And sometimes, you know, we do know, people ask a question, what if they want me, for example, to go and buy them alcohol from the shops? Simple question, obviously. That is answered in the Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says if they are trying to make you do something that is against what Allah has decreed and declared, know that Allah comes first. So with respect you decline. But you don't have to be unkind and disrespectful. Don't mix the two. That is the test. If we are prepared to fulfill the role that we are supposed to be as children towards our parents, half the problems of society and community will be over. Now, what about the other half? Subhanallah. When the parents know how to fulfill the rights of their own children, then inshallah, three quarters of the matter is solved. Subhanallah. And what about the last quarter? One might say, well, maybe it's more than a quarter. But when the spouses, one another, say the parents, if I, for example, have my own children, and the spouses who are the parents of those particular children myself, if I don't know how to treat my own spouse, how will I be an example for my own children? And this is why the relationship between the spouses is such that Allah advises you in advance how to choose one. Amazing. 
So this is why Muhammad has told us, when you want to get married, some people look at the wealth. Hey, wealthy family, let me get married there. I don't have to work anymore. Some people might look at the status. Hey, this person is very popular. They're very high. You know, they're very well known. They're very and so on. Let me get married. At least I'll become a famous person. Some people might look at the, this, the lineage, for example, the standing alone and say this person comes from such and such a lineage and so on and let me get married in there, I'll benefit from it in this and in that and whatever other way. Some people will look at the character and the deen. You know that mashallah this person is religious, this person has deen in them and let me get married so that I can protect my offspring. If you notice carefully, the offspring only comes in a bigger way in the last in the last look, meaning the last qualities mentioned. That's where you're really worried about your offspring. So those who are worried about themselves have not understood that when you get married, something strange happens. You actually start aging. You actually grow old, you age, you become wrinkled, you become old to the degree that you, you might even get a little bit sick in the presence of your spouse. But when you were with your parents, the opposite happened. What happened? You grew you, from weakness to strength. You were with your parents. And from strength to weakness, you are with your spouse. Think about it very carefully. Allah has blessed you such that, you know, you grow old, you're at your peak, you, you're a weak person, and then you're growing and you're becoming strong and powerful. Who are you with? By right, you would have been with your spouse to show them, hey, I'm becoming stronger by the day. But no, Allah says, hang on, you are with your parents. When you reach your peak, and now you are heading downwards, who, who are you with now? You are with someone else. And we make a mistake to think, right, I'm going to show off and see, this is how strong I am, this is what I can do. Not realizing that the picture changes, you now need to have your children, and you now need to fulfill the role of reproduction that is part of what Allah has sent you onto the earth for. And this is why people who think, you know what, this is a handsome guy, a pretty girl, that's the totally wrong decision, it's the totally wrong reason. The reason is, that handsomeness starts deteriorating the day you marry them. It starts going down. If you were to marry them, for example, at a much earlier age, it might have been different. But that, you and I know that it's not, it's not part of the Sharia. What we are taught is, you reach an age of understanding, maturity. There is an age of puberty that Allah has chosen for you and I. That's when you get married. And what would happen? After that, you start going down here, one time. And now you should be concerned of your children so you get happy. And you become even more happier when Allah blesses you with grandchildren. Have you ever seen a man? With his children, he might not have that much time. But with his grandchildren, he makes so much time. It makes him so happy to see, these are my grandchildren. Wow, subhanallah. My grandchildren, they take much more pride sometimes than the father or mother themselves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. So, the point being raised is, if we understand that Allah has given so much of importance to the relationship between the spouses such that even before you get married, He's advising you, watch out. We're not saying that you need to marry someone who really doesn't look, uh, you know, acceptable. But you marry someone decent, you might want to marry someone, you know, similar thinking, who clicks, who gets on with you and so on, or who, whom there is compatibility with to that degree. And thereafter, you need to understand when the, when the two of you come together, you need to worry more about the children than anything else. And you need to worry about you returning to Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because your peak is there. So, I become a more pious person. You find people start reading salah. They become a little bit more serious. Sometimes towards the latter part of their lives. Which is a good sign, but it's a bad sign also. 
good sign in that, okay, it's not too late. But a bad sign in that, what if we went whilst we were far away from Allah? May Allah bless us all and grant us the turning point even before we are married and even at a young age. This is why one hadith speaks of very good news to a young man who's grown up in his teen years and just beyond. Shabun nasha'a fi ibadatillahi ta'ala. Youngster who grows in the obedience of Allah. So they have not needed to come back to Allah in that way that for example a person who transgressed wholesale had to come back to Allah because they were more or less on the path, perhaps minor sins, perhaps they might have you know human error in nature and so on, but not that they lost Allah completely as they grew up. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the strength. So, my brothers and sisters, it is extremely important to realize these three circles of people within our own selves and within our own little uh, lives that we lead, subhanallah, where your parents fulfill their rights. Be kind to them. Be good to them. Your children, remember, they are a gift to you. As they grow old, as they get married, help them, guide them. Do not let the love you have for your children exceed the love you have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We guide them and we understand and realize if something then happens beyond our control, then we surrender to Allah. I'll give you a small example. Those who've lost their children whilst they were still young. This child did not grow up. The child did not get married. The child did not have his or her own offspring. That was the plan of Allah to test you. How do you react? As for the child, they have returned to one who loves them more than you and I. So, worry about the fact that, oh, this child and so on. Allah loves that child. Allah knows why the child is gone, but it's a test for you. So, take it as a test. Surrender to the law of Allah. Surrender to what Allah has chosen for you. And thereafter, we need to know, and I'm mentioning this for the second time, and I'm mentioning this because of how important it is. Let us fulfill the rights of our spouses. Let us make sure that we live such an exemplary life that as our children grow up, they learn how to treat a spouse. When your daughter grows up and she watches you as a mother, she will understand how to treat her own husband. And as you grow or your child grows watching you as a man, for example, your child will understand and realize the role of a husband. Let's hope that we give them some good teachings, good examples. Because remember, many of us are occupied in earning our livelihoods to the degree that we sometimes abandon or sometimes we ignore the rights of the child. We're working from the morning to the evening. The little child comes to you with homework or with something. We have no time. We ignore. We pass them on to the other spouse. We say, you know what? You handle this. You take care of this. But the child needed you. There will come a day when either you have gone or the child has gone. And by that time, it's too late. And when we say gone, either they die or either they are married off and they have gone. And this is why it's important for us to know those who have been blessed with a fourth category. And that fourth category is your siblings. Siblings, that is also a very, very important category of people where your brothers and sisters, the way you treat them is extremely important. We need to know as we grow, some are older, Allah has given them virtue. Some are younger, Allah has declared that mercy be upon them. You need to treat them correctly. You need to understand, it doesn't mean that now I am older than the one who is younger than me, so I can bully him and make him my, my uh, servant, for example. But that happens sometimes. Sometimes we become upset because of the virtue Allah has blessed one over the other. That is not the quality of a Muslim. If Allah has blessed one with wealth, 
the other with children, for example, the other with a good home, and the other with this, or more than one with something. Remember, the sibling rivalry from a young age can actually seep right through to adulthood, and it can cause problems. And the meaning for some who may not know, sibling rivalry is when your children, or as children, you fight with your brothers and sisters to a great degree where it leaves a, a scratch or a mark in the heart, even when you become old. You know, when I was young, this brother or this sister used to constantly do this to me. So this is why it's the parents' role to guide the children to learn to love one another and to understand that each one is going to get married. Each one will go off. Each one will probably have something that they are unique in, chosen by Allah. So guide them to say, learn to love one another. Because it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has placed you in that position you had no choice about. The only thing you have a choice about is your spouse. You choose. As for your parents, your children, your siblings, you had no choice. This is why, when, if you look at it carefully, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you one choice, you make the best of choices. He's telling you, look, we've given you a choice to choose a spouse. The rest of it, we're going to do. The type of children, the complexion, whether they're tall or short, how lucky or fortunate, it's our choice. Who were your parents? It's our choice. Who are, who's going to be the siblings of those children of yours? It's our choice. So choose well. Because you just got one out of four. Allahu Akbar. Imagine if Allah gave us all of those to choose. One wonders what type of parents we would have. What type of siblings we would have. And what would happen on the globe. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. Really, I hope we've learned a lesson or two. And I hope, inshallah, we can all be motivated to fulfill our roles as spouses or as children, as parents. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all goodness in the dunya and the akhirah.